Hello, and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I am your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, you mean proprietor at the Tenkar's Tavern Blog. So the next couple of days, I will probably be doing my recordings from the, the back porch here in the Poconos. Uh, that's why this episode is going to go up late today. I know normally I get something out, usually between 10 and 11 a.m., but, uh, I was on the road at that point, and I had an appointment this morning before we even left, so there was no chance to record prior. So, not much in the way of, again, like I've been saying the past couple of days, it's been a pretty quiet time for our little corner of the universe. No huge announcements. I mean... The uh, new edition of Warhammer, uh, you can, you can get the, you can pre-order the preview PDF or whatever. I think it was some godawful price, like thirty bucks, and it gets you the current beta. That was supposed to have been released this summer, but I, and I don't think that's gonna, gonna quite happen. Mm, but one of the topics that we talked about on uh, the Tavern Chat Hangout Wednesday night on the Tavern's Discord server. Something that came up was uh, from Glenn House, and we kept him talking about how when he plays at the North Texas RPG Con, uh, basic scenario, that a bad mic runs on a yearly basis, that he always brings a dog in. And the dog always dies. For one time, I think the dog didn't go into the dungeon. Which will leave it to surviving. But we did discuss a little bit about having hirelings and henchmen. And uh, when it comes to first level characters, or when it comes to poor characters, there really is only one option and that's dogs when you purchase a dog it's a one time purchase okay at least I'm talking about in game and sure you can worry about how much you gotta feed it but it's not going to be anywhere near as much as it would be to pay minute arms or even a torchbearer dogs are insanely loyal Especially dogs that are going to be purchased. In this case, you're not getting a stray. You're you're getting a, a trained attack dog. And anybody who's lived in an urban environment and has ever seen uh, two pit bulls go at it, and at least I have, you know that these dogs are ferocious. They will not stop unless they're ordered to stop. And even then, might not at that. They're damn near fearless. So you get a lot of bang for your buck as a first level character when you get a dog. Now, it might not survive more than one or two encounters, but it's not like a dog in real life. You're not attached to it. Just like you're not attached to... You're attached to your character, I guess, to some extent, and that's going to be all other peripheral discussion. But for the most part, 
henchmen less so because henchmen become kind of like quasi PCs. But hirelings, man, players could generally care less if they bite the. It, they actually they they actually care because the death of a hireling often means like, oh good, I get to save money. I don't have to pay him the rest of this week's uh, salary. How much of his pay does he have on him? Because you know you always loot the dead. Now, I, I guess theoretically that your your slain attack dog could become a meal uh, if necessary, but uh, that's probably too tasteless even even for me and my gals here humor to bring up. But yeah, let, let's go on to something about a player character attachment. Like getting attached to your PC. I I believe that to me is the difference between say the OSR and a game like Pathfinder. Okay, the OSR attachment to your character comes as your character grows, survives, makes it through those first couple of levels, and suddenly starts to have a personality, have a background, starts getting fleshed out, becomes, you know, a bit more real. So your death of your first or second level character is nothing like the death of your sixth or seventh level character. That's that's a career that you've grown. Pathfinder is different, because Pathfinder, you're, you're growing this character right from the start. You've pretty much preordained how your character is going to grow, what abilities they're going to gain, what feats. So your attachment begins right from the start because you've already got this character's progression preordained. It's it's future history is written, whereas with OSR characters, that really doesn't fit because there aren't feats to be gained. Your progression... And your character, what they become, is going to be largely dependent on the adventures they undertake, the magic items they encounter, uh, the NPCs that they meet, the connections. It's a different way of of playing. I'm not going to say which one is right and which one is wrong. Uh, that's a matter of perspective. My perspective is that I prefer to play from the OSR, side of the, uh, the tracks where the character grows and becomes something that you, you didn't expect. Your character is different at fifth level than they was at first level. It's, it's because of the experiences that they went through. Whereas a game like Pathfinder, you pretty much have mapped out where your character is going to go from first to 20th and every skill you're going to take and every feat and every... Uh, because you got that path, you got to... In a way, it's strange that Pathfinder literally has a path preordained for your character. I don't think they meant that that way when they named the game, but... It is what it is. So... Yeah, I'm a, a bit on different topics. Hey, I could even go back to the uh, topic of critical hits... I know Tim Schwartz has uh, an episode up on his uh, Gothridge Manor podcast. It's pretty much a rebuttal. But 
I also asked them about critical fumbles. Because if you're going to have critical hits, if your natural 20 is going to be something awesomely wonderful, then uh, your one should be awesomely horrible. And again, your players are going to be going from encounter to encounter. And they're going to be suffering the effects of those critical hits from encounter to encounter, whereas your players' adversaries are going to be dying in each encounter. They aren't going to be continuing on. Those critical hits are one and done. So, from a larger perspective, critical hits are not to the event of the players. Now, if you can sell it to your players, that it looks like an advantage to them, and they're happy with it, and and you are happy having your NPCs and your monsters and your adversaries uh, being able to critically hit your players, then have at it. God bless you. I, I just don't see how it fits. I'd have to design, from my perspective, I'd have to house rule something that would allow both players and their adversaries do have access to critical hits, but have the effects be balanced by the idea that players are going, the players' PCs are going to be affected by it on the longer term as opposed to the NPCs on a shorter term. Not sure how to balance it out just yet. Gotta think about that one. Hmm. I'm about to start thinking about it right now. That's a... You you don't you're not gonna be able to hear my 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 brain start screwing over and uh, turning the wheels, you know that's that's not gonna be very podcastable. <laughs> It'd be interesting, but not podcastable. All right, folks. Uh, I uh, on that note, I'm going to wish the adieu. Be safe. God bless. Roll your dice well. I will reach out to you all tomorrow, probably in the a.m., back to a normal schedule. And uh, we'll, we'll see what the muse brings for tomorrow. All right, folks. Later, later.